not afraid to tell it like it is. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon till 3 on AM 900 CHML. All right, of course, you know the story of Guy Bantelman, uh, of course, the Canadian teacher imprisoned, imprisoned in Indonesia, and, of course, his brother, Neil, and the rest of the family, uh, their ongoing fight to, uh, of course, get Guy released. Uh, Prime Minister Trudeau personally appealed to Canadian allies to help secure the release of Homar Hudfar, who had been jailed in a Tehran prison since June. Uh, joining us now is Guy Bantelman, brother of Neil Bantelman, and the big question is, how does this make you feel? Do you feel that we're making progress? on these files does what happened in this case leave you more optimistic about your brothers yeah thanks Scott I, I think it is obviously positive it's great to see that uh, not only global affairs but obviously the leader of Canada is getting personally involved in these cases really raising them up to the highest level within the uh, the countries that uh, have caused these issues and moving the case forward so obviously the Hoodfar case in Iran uh, the Garrett case in China all very very positive signs that they are now, you know, proactively getting out there to try and resolve these cases. Any idea where Neil is on this list? Uh, I know Neil is at the top of, of this list. Again, um, you know, is he number one? Is he number 10? You know, we're talking a couple thousand Canadians that are uh, being held around the world at any given time. Neil is, is very high up there, given what they've told us. I've personally talked to Trudeau about this, that he is knowledgeable about the case. When I talk to Global Affairs, when I talk to Minister Dion, they're all uh, knowledgeable about what's going on. They're all trying to work on a solution. And again, part of the challenge you have here and the difference between the Hoodfar and the Garrett case and Neil's case is those are, you know, political prisoners versus, you know, the mm-hmm. criminal trial that Neil's right. gone through. So right. it does... it does. How does that bit, change it? Well, again, now you're talking about the legal system. Right. Though. You're not talking about, even though we, we fully believe these are trumped up charges, yeah. you have to remember this has gone through, there's been court cases, there's been several of them to get to this point. You know, in the in the Iranian case with Hudfar, you know, it was, it was one judge who's making a decree and jailing her. Garrett was uh, mm-hmm. detained again after one section of the Chinese judiciary uh, detaining uh, that right. individual. So again, it is a bit different from that perspective. Uh, you talked to Trudeau. What was that experience like? Did you honestly get the feeling that he personally cared about this? Yeah, you know, we were, uh, I had the opportunity to attend uh, a liberal event and uh, Trudeau, again, they're very smart at what they do. You yeah. know, I showed up and it wasn't that I showed up and Trudeau was, oh, you know, Guy Bantelman's here. Yeah. They look at the guest list. They know yeah. who's there and they try and make sure that they avoid right. any pitfalls. And again, in this case, they had actually set up time for me to spend with uh, the prime minister separately uh, in confidence and allow me to talk about the case. He, he knows what's going on. You know, I didn't have to bring up the case. I didn't mm-hmm. have to talk, talk about the charges or how long Neil's been there. He knew, knew those details. And, and that, that's encouraging. Uh, what we need to see is how much more we can or where else we can push this. You know, what diplomacy can we use to, to resolve this as quickly as possible? Uh, much difference between the, two, the, the way the two different governments, last and this one, have handled this case? Oh, night and day. Yeah, you can't even, really, you yeah. can't even compare yeah. the two. Uh, so what has to happen in order for Neil to receive the same sort of benefit that this lady did? Uh, you talked about other people uh, bargaining and negotiating on your behalf. How would that work in Neil's case? Well, I, I think we've got a couple of tracks that, well, there are several tracks we continue to follow, but the two that are most important at this point are obviously the judicial track and the judicial review that we're going right. through right now. But diplomacy has always been there. You know, there have been seven, uh, several items that the, the Canadian government and global affairs have worked on to push Neil's case forward. Uh, you know, ambassadors talking to ambassadors, uh, 
global affairs here, calling the Iranian or the um, Indonesian ambassador in yeah. Ottawa. Uh, Trudeau being involved at you know the G20 when he's there and talking to the Indonesian authorities. Uh, but you know what is apparent to me when we look at the Hoodfar case specifically and then Neil's case are the number of countries that were involved there. Yeah. You know, you've got Canada and Iran that are at the center of it, but you've also got the Swiss, the Italians, and the Omanis involved. And we almost need to look at, okay, that's a great template for having something resolved. What? How else do you apply that to Neil's case? And again, I think you need to find countries that have similar wants, needs. That's how diplomacy works. Right, you know, somebody right. wants something, somebody's going to get yeah. something. What Scratch are you going to give my up? Back. Yeah. yeah, so that's mm-hmm. what you have to get to. And that's what I, I actually talked to Global Affairs about that today. Do we have some levers there we can pull or further pull to uh, affect Neil's case? And what was their response? Uh, they're looking into it. They have had those discussions before. Yeah. And again, I understand diplomacy and we've got to manage that effectively. Yeah. Uh, but I want to know what's going on to a point. And obviously I'll keep that in confidence because it's in Neil's best mm-hmm. interest. How else can we push that forward to move this uh, to resolution? You talked about still waiting for the judicial review. Uh, how much does that play a factor in all of this? Are they waiting till after the judicial review? Would this happen before? Um, yeah, there there are a few things that have actually happened. What works already. in Neil's advantage? Well, and that's where you that's where you know hindsight will be twenty twenty yeah. in this case. But we've always talked about this whole face saving uh, scheme yeah. that we need to make sure we manage effectively. Uh, the judicial review is really the last option within Indonesia, mm-hmm. and we can, you know, push this. We can go to the UN at this point, and we can we can start, you know, trying to raise the case there. But that will bring certain embarrassment to the Indonesians, and that will quite certainly uh, deem the judicial review ineffective, and basically they'll they'll deny it at that point. Right. So I, I think it's kind of foolhardy to think, oh, you know, we don't think they're going to, you know, rule in Neil's favor. I don't think anybody really knows where it's going to go right now. Right. But to dismiss that and to cause that uh, upheaval and unrest, I think, is the wrong decision at this time. So while Neil Languish is in prison and no one's happy about that, I think we also really need to understand the process and make sure that we what use every happen. avenue possible. Yeah. Any more on that, on the timeline on that? We've been waiting for weeks. Yeah. Uh, the, the team, we've got up to a third draft, I believe, at this point of the judicial review. Uh, one of the things we're trying to figure out also is uh, well, we've, we've recently learned that we will actually get a day in court. There will be a day that we can present witnesses to the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. So we now we need to look at things like um, the medical reports specifically. So can we find an Indonesian that obviously is acknowledged by the courts that can look at the medical reports and say, this is what the reports say? You know, mm-hmm. Clearly, without a doubt, this is what the reports say. We've talked about, you know, a Canadian expert who's done that and was very clear in his his analysis of the reports. But taking a Canadian to Indonesia right. is not we're not going to win any points there. Right. So we're kind of looking from that perspective. You know, are there doctors? Are there other professionals that were either dismissed initially or were not considered initially that we can bring forward? I, I can tell you for a fact that the team there, um, the school is really pushing to get this thing moved forward as quickly as possible, as 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 diligently as possible. What we also have to worry about a little bit is what panel will be assigned by the Supreme Court to actually see this. Mm. And again, there is a bit of a, a, a wait-and-see approach to make sure we get the right justices on that panel. Uh, Hoodfar, apparently her health played a big part in this. Uh, do you think that's accurate? Do you think that uh, that was one of the reasons that this was sped up? or And does that work in Neil's favor in any way? The articles I've read, or some of the articles I've read and some of the information we've received talks about, you know, released on humanitarian grounds, and mm-hmm. they have talked about her health. Um, 
you know, I, I think I'd, I'd like to believe that humanitarian grounds would impact a number of these cases. Yeah. And uh, again, we'll. But because Neil's been or because Neil's been through the judicial system, this is a bit different. Right? I, I do believe it is different, and yeah. I, that's hard to then tie into. You know, you can't right. go. Oh, by the way, yeah. well, that's not going to work at this point. It is that criminal element that uh, has caused a bit of the issue. How's Neil at this point? Uh, he's not bad. I, I speak with him fairly regularly. He he's strong. He you know he knows what we have to do, and he's he's quite not quite happy, but he's he understands the process we're moving through, and again, right. he's going to see that process through. What does he think about this other case and and what has happened there? Uh, I haven't talked to him about that. We did talk about the Garrett case, mm-hmm. uh, which happened a couple of weeks ago, and again. Uh, the G20 was in China, so very close to Neil's backyard or that part of the world at this point. Yeah. And uh, Neil was pleased to see Trudeau being involved in that. Obviously, Neil knows about my discussions with Trudeau here. Uh, it all bodes well. Again, this is another great example of Canada has, has significantly changed their foreign or their their foreign affairs policy or how they're right. dealing with Canadians uh, outside of Canada. And that's uh, that's good to see. That's uh, that's good as a Canadian to see. Period. So at this point, you guys are just preparing for the judicial review and waiting for that. Uh, the judicial review, yes. Uh, we also have a group from uh, the PR uh, perspective, really making sure that we're getting a great sense and gauge of uh, of opinion in Indonesia. We want to make sure that that continues to be on our side, and that's changed dramatically since this case started. Uh, we have to remember, you know, at the end of the day, there have been several options for the Indonesian judicial system to resolve this issue to right this wrong. Uh, they haven't done it in some cases because we really felt that public opinion was against Neil. That changed dramatically as the court case went on in April of 2015. And still feeling that support now? Absolutely. But it's important that we uh, continue to, to monitor that. Right. And uh, we've had several groups, independent groups that have come forward. We've had several independent NGO-type groups in Indonesia have come forward and said, you know, look at this case, look at the alleged abuse. Uh, that needs to be investigated. So there are a number of factors playing into uh, the whole issue overall. How will officials save face in all of this? Because basically, you're going to present just a more detailed version of what you've already done, correct? I mean, just more medical evidence, except perhaps local uh, people involved. What will be that well, I, I truly, saving face thing? I truly believe what's going to happen at the end of the day is that when the Supreme Court gets to gets to be presented with a case, remember, we didn't have an opportunity to present the case when the prosecutor filed the appeal with the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. They basically went back and looked at the district court and the high court's decision and made their opinion without interviewing anybody, without yeah. having any witnesses. This time, if we are able to put somebody in front of them, if we're able to provide new evidence, you know, it couldn't be, listen, we didn't have this evidence before. We think, you know, yeah. this has to be righted. Or this isn't the charge Neil should be on. It should be a lesser charge and we'll deport Neil that way. And yeah. I, I think they're going to they're gonna massage it somewhere in that realm at this point. Wow. Unbelievable. And it still continues. Guy Bantelman has been with us, brother of Neil Bantelman, who is imprisoned in Indonesia. And of course, with the latest release and all the chatter about political prisoners in other parts of the world, uh, of course, uh, more optimism for the Bantelman family. Guy, as always, thanks for coming in. Much appreciated. Thanks, guys.